Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Great piece, actually, in the Irish um, Examiner today by teacher Jennifer Horgan. And it's about religious education in schools, how it's been taught, and actually, as well, who's teaching it. And there's been a lot of discussion about this because of the um, changes that have been announced for in primary schools across um, religious education. But the headline today are the bouncy castle Catholics hurting our system. Jennifer's with us on the programme. Jennifer, what do you mean by that? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I suppose I actually wasn't aware until it was last week somebody said to me that it's still legal um, for, you know, teachers to kind of get into difficulty if they don't uphold the ethos of their school. Um, and so I went on to read a report that was produced in 2021. It was a, a cross-border report that so was done with the university in Belfast um, and in Limerick. Um, and it detailed the experiences of non-Catholic teachers in Catholic school and how this upholding of the ethos was affecting them personally um, and how they ultimately have no kind of opt-out and they're not allowed or they don't have the freedom to be themselves in school. Um, And I suppose in the piece I'm kind of highlighting that actually being a bouncy castle Catholic isn't a joke, you know, I think people are starting to kind of joke about it and say, ah, sure, it's grand, We're, you know, we'll get a good day out and it's fine. It, it actually really affects people, you know, because nobody's challenging um, this kind of uh, rigidity in the vast majority of our schools where staff have to pretty much pretend to be Catholic to get by. Um, just explain what you mean, first of all, though, Jennifer, just to clarify what you mean by bouncy castle Catholics. Well, I suppose I'm talking about, you know, people who aren't practising Catholics, um, who, if, let's say, communion and confirmation was taken out of school, might not really go to the bother to, you know, bring their children to to, to Saturday uh, school or to whatever it might be. Um, They're not really that invested in the religion, but they see it as a kind of a cultural, social thing. Um, And I think you know, that they don't go to Mass on Sunday, they don't pray at home, they don't do the things that I would have done as a child in my Catholic upbringing. It's really just about the day out. Um, and I, I want to be very clear. No, go on ahead, Jennifer. Sorry, go on ahead. Yeah, I, I've i been accused of being anti-Catholic. I couldn't be any, like, I, I couldn't be further from anti-Catholic. I'm, um, my parents are Catholic. My Many people I, I love and, uh, are Catholic. It's not about that, really. It's about the importance of inclusion in our state schools. Um, I believe that everyone should feel comfortable and welcome. Um, and this isn't just about staff. It's about the kids who are left in the classroom colouring in for an hour a day um, because their their class is, is, is doing the communion. Now, my son actually had that experience because we returned from abroad. He didn't want to do the communion. This wasn't something we were uh, particularly, you know, pushing, but he didn't want to do it. And I saw how his confidence dropped. He became a very different child. He felt absolutely left out um, on a daily basis. He had to go to, to church. Uh, he had to sit at the back. Um, I gave him a book, you know, to try and keep him occupied, a philosophy book. Um, but he was deeply unhappy, and so we had to change schools. And I just don't think it's okay um, to, to, to to just forget about those the, the one or the two or the three kids in the classroom who are being left out so regularly. Um, and I know I've had people say to me, ah, you know, schools are great now. They, they say that the kids can come along and they can dress up and they can join the party. But I don't know how comfortable I'd feel, even as an adult, to be invited to something where 
all my friends are, you know, dressed in one particular way. They're doing this one particular thing. And I've been invited along as a kind of, a, ah, you know, you're included too. Um, I, I just, it, given that they can't avoid it, you know, this is their school. This is where they go every day. I just don't think it's reasonable. So so your um, point, sorry, so, Jennifer, just so I'm clear on this, your point is more around where we'll say children... Um, Maybe they're they're not christened Catholic or they're 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 not practicing Catholics, and then being either forced to go along with the day and the Holy Communion, or else effectively kind of being forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, so I'm talking about non-Catholics, I suppose. Yeah, like uh, you know, there there are plenty of uh, people who are happy they are Catholics in the sense that they will do the communion, they'll do the confirmation, and um, but they're increasingly we have non-Catholics in our schools, so. We have people who are, you know, have a different belief system. Mm. They're from a different culture. Yeah. Uh, they just don't believe they're atheists, whatever it is. Um, and they are not, they don't have the freedom to go through their school day without hearing, you know, um, prayer or hearing, uh, you know, about Catholicism or, you know, being, you know, they're in the classroom often. So I know people say, ah, well, they're getting to opt out. They can sit at the back. Mm. They can do their own thing. What you're basically doing is you're denying them education for that half an hour or whatever it is. Um, and as I pointed out in the article, I know now that the state has said we're reducing religious instruction by half an hour a week. Yes. But they've also given seven hours of flexible time. And I've been told by many that Catholic schools are going to use that time to to enhance like, faith formation. It's going to, you know, it could potentially go the other way. Um, so I just, what I'm... What I'm pointing out, I think it's 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 a very basic thing. Teachers and students should have religious freedom. You know, it's it's it, they should be able to go to their school or they should be able to go to their place of work and feel free to have their own beliefs and and for those beliefs to be respected in the sense that they shouldn't have to, you know, listen um, to to so much. Um, Catholic prayer and Catholic preparation. Okay. Um, how, it's not how does how does that how does that work though, Jennifer? For for teachers um, teaching in Catholic ethos schools, like if that's but it doesn't work. They don't have an opt out. No, so that's like, what I mean. A teacher, um, but should they? So it, does, it doesn't. Of course they should, and that's the point. So at, at the moment, the law states that um, schools can still discriminate. Um, you know, on religious grounds, when hiring, uh, when recruiting, when uh, uh, teachers, so they can still say, um, like, teachers will still get asked to sign, you know, documentation to say that they support the Catholic ethos. You know, they would still have to. They still have to do religious. Um, they have to do a religious cert- certificate to teach in mm. Irish schools. In 90% of Irish schools. So if you teach in an Educate Together school, you don't have to have a religious certificate. But if you want to teach in 90% of our schools, and often teachers don't have a choice based on where they're living, yeah. they have to okay. complete a religious certificate. And this isn't like a, a short course. About my husband um, looked at doing it when we returned. It's actually fairly detailed. It's a lot of hours. It's a lot of essays. You know, it's a lot of study. Um, so we're basically, teachers have no choice but to do that if they want to teach. So teachers in Ireland do not have religious freedom. Teachers in Ireland have to teach. They have to prepare kids for the communion, the confirmation. They have to go to Mass. They have to say the prayers. Can you imagine what that's like if if you absolutely don't agree with that religion or if, if, you know, if it doesn't, if it's not what you believe in? I mean, that's, I think it's outrageous. Okay. That in, in, in an inclusive country, we think, you know, and a democratic country, we think that that's acceptable. And my point about the Bouncy Castle Catholics is 
we are allowing it to happen by going along with this sort of loose cultural, social tradition. Um, People who opt in on the big days, basically. Yeah, we're not thinking about the people who are being left out and the people who don't have religious freedom in their jobs. Okay. Um, Jennifer, thank you for, for joining us in the programme today. Jennifer Horgan there uh, writing in the Irish Examiner. And I'm interested in um, people, and I suppose in particular parents and, and your views and teachers as well uh, on this today. You can give us a shout. It's 1800 453 106. Graeme is with us though on the line. Graeme, are your children in a co-ed or um, in a religious denominated school? Religious denominated school. Yeah. You were listening to Jennifer there. What's your view? I agree 100% with her. Um, now, I suppose as a teacher, I'm not sure if that's super <laughs> surprising that I agree with her. Okay, yeah, okay. Um, I'm, I'm also a teacher, but I'm a secondary school teacher. So thankfully, I don't have to lie about my faith in order to do my job. Um, I, I'm atheist, I have no faith. Um, but it's not a condition of my job that I have one. But for a primary school teacher, it is. Uh, in, I think it's actually in over 90% of our schools. Look, religion has nothing to do with education. At all. Whatsoever. It should have no place in education. It should have no authoritative role in any of our schools. That's not an anti-Catholic thing. It's Protestant school, Muslim school. I, I don't care the religion. It has no intrinsic link between the two. The only reason that it exists currently is the state's abdication of responsibility, the formation of the state, and the power of the church at the time, that they abdicated all responsibility to the church, and the church took over education because it was a way to indoctrinate the population and keep their position well, it's, it's and power. Still, in it's still heavily, like, I mean, like, irrespective of your view, I suppose there, there is still very much a, a strong connection between both. Very strong. Yes, but it's, a, it's not a natural connection. Okay. It is a connection for the purposes of indoctrination. To, are we, are we, um, when, when, like, when you look, well, when you talk to colleagues, and I, I appreciate you're in a secondary school, so... Yeah, but it is different. It's different, yeah, it is different. And, and maybe it's primary school teachers that would have an interesting take um, on this today. But, like, how, how much of an issue, I suppose, is it for teachers, Graham? For teachers in primary school, they have to lie. So if you go and look at the proportion of our population that are Catholic, and... Now the bouncy Catholic uh, Catholics I was describing them, and um, it might be if they're not, if you're not attending church, you're not a Catholic. You may be Christian, you may be religious in some other way, but you're not a Catholic. And that's not me speaking. That's the Catholic Church. If you're not going to church on a regular basis, you're not a Catholic. Um, so the actual percentage of our population that is, well, you walk in on, into a church on a Sunday and you count. Um, I would imagine it is decidedly less. Then more surveys would say if you go according to like um, CSO forms from census and th- uh, things like that, people take it because they have hard- hazardly tickets. It's, they're not really thinking about it, which is, look, I think it does us a disservice, but I can understand people doing it. And um, they're like, oh, I'm a Catholic. I'm like, no, you're not going to church, mate. No, you're not. Um, and we're, I think ourselves in Malta are the only schools in Europe that have anywhere near this amount of religious control of schools. And we are a massive outlier. In terms of Europe, in terms of uh, uh, first world, well, country. it's about ninety-five percent, is it not? In, yeah, if, uh, it is. Irish it's over the ninety. I wouldn't know exactly. I know it's over ninety. It's over ninety exactly. anyway. I think. Yeah. yeah, it's ridiculously high. Amount. There's okay. no way ninety-five percent of the population of our country is religious. We're just not. That's just not not true. Though there might even be... if it were, even if it were, it wouldn't make any difference because again, there is no intrinsic link between education and religion. David's on the line as well. David, do you agree? Doing guys, uh, yeah, I 100% agree with your last two callers. Um, and I'm a practicing Catholic, 
um, and I have two young kids that are going through the primary system. Um, I think it's uh, it should be left out of the schools and it should be left for the parents' own beliefs in how to in how to teach their kids or or um, yeah, teach their kids that they're they're practicing religion. I think it's just um, like I see the curriculum there with. My two kids in particular, I have a son now that's making a communion uh, in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, like, it's just something that's something else that's getting in the way of their um, school studying. So he's he's not excited about it, is he not? Oh, he's very excited about it, but you well, see... The, the fun part suppose, of the day, but... Well, you, you, like, he's not actually aware of the fun part of it because we're, like, I'm not a devout... Like I'm, I'm a practicing Catholic. I'm not a Holy Joe in any way, shape, or form. But I have my beliefs, and they're private. And uh, we teach our kids the basic stuff, um, and between right and wrong. And it just happens to fall into our beliefs and religion. And our kids do their best they can um, with following that. Um, but as far as the communion is concerned, like it's, it's, it's gone over his head, really, from the school's point of view. As you said, it's like the big day. And the real meaning of it is missed. I think the the real message is missed there in between. But I said, that's not for everybody. Mm. Um, so but think I think it shouldn't be. Sorry. No, it's it. You like for I just wonder, and and it's funny because there's quite a number of messages, David, that have come in even since we started mm. this conversation with Jennifer. That um, for a lot of people talking about the fact that you know the Holy Communion for their children is about the the day, the party actually. It's about the event and it's about the build up and getting the outfit and the dress and and even the bouncy castle has been mentioned as well in some of the text messages that the actual, you know, religious element of it t- is taken a complete yeah. backseat. Not even seen actually one listener says here in the text line. Yeah, I, I would I would 100% agree with that. I think the, the, the overall message of the religious ceremony and all and, and that part of it is completely missed and I think my own personal view is they're hypocrites and they shouldn't be doing it they should, that's why I was saying if it was taken out of the schools it's left up to the parents to do to practice their own individual beliefs and then, then you would see the breakdown in numbers and you would see the, the true reality of who was actually a practicing Catholic and as well I think it would just separate all this as you said, the bouncy castles and the fake tan and the suits and the dresses, I think like I, it, it just personally turns my stomach to look at it because it's hypocritical. I have a text in from a listener here, David, who says um, my, my young girl is making her Holy Communion this this year. Uh, they're in a small school. There's a small number of students with her in the class. One of the, chil- one of the children um, wasn't christened. Parents were very much against the idea. Mm. But now in the last year, they've decided to go ahead with it because they don't want their daughter to miss out on the big day. Well, that's that's that's. They don't. Like you, you summed it up by saying just because they don't want her to miss out. Like you know, my opinion there is like grow a pair. Like either make a decision. You are either in or you're out. There's it's black and white. It's very simple. You're you're either you're either in the religion or in whatever you want to do. That's as I said, it's not forcing it on anybody, but they need to separate the Catholic Church and the Catholic ethos in the schools. Get it out of the schools and let people do what they want to do privately. And that would sum everything up. That would make things so easy. For teachers, as your last caller was saying, that they mm-hmm. have to lie. You know, it just makes it so simple. And if you want to be a practicing Catholic, you teach it at home. You start Sunday schools like they have in other countries and you keep it separate. It's very simple. 
but for some reason the government or whoever is not just doing a very very simple uh, uh, solution to this to this problem you know you leave people do what they want to do privately I can't see any I don't see what the hassle is Well they did announce only what two or three weeks ago where there's going to be a reduced emphasis now isn't there on, on religion in primary schools in but the what, class But why not just take it out why, why not just come out and just like as I keep saying like, like someone like someone in the government there <coughs> excuse me like uh, you know get a backbone like even the housing crisis there it's going over and back it's over and back okay. all the problems we have here like you okay. had a lady there on the radio station last week that can't afford a, a special wheelchair and That's because really she's sad. over a certain limit she can't she can't like like the government should be standing up here and just getting rid of this making it very simple okay. for people okay. and let the education f- speak for itself Eight, um, 1800 453 106 that's the number if you want to get in touch with us David Graham we'll leave it there for the moment just beforehand as well um, Jennifer Horgan writing uh, in the Irish Examiner uh, to today Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about um, religion in schools and the difficulties um, often in many cases for teachers, particularly in, in primary schools. And there's a lot of people getting in touch today because I spoke to David a few moments ago and Graeme, two callers to the programme. Um, and just making the point that in some cases are people being hypocritical? They're not practising Catholics um, but bringing their children to go and make their Holy Communion and, and, and all that goes with that over the next uh, the next coming weeks and we've had a lot of reaction in particular I suppose to that element of the discussion today I'll come to the text in a moment but Tim is with us on the line first Tim are you um, a bouncy castle atheist is that right? <laughs> Look I, I use that term to probably get your attention I mean I, yeah, I am an atheist you did. my children <laughs> And my children attend the local uh, the local Catholic school, and you know at the time uh, when they were born, you know we applied to an educate together, you know we didn't get in, and that was fine. It's the local school, and, and I love the school; it's great, obviously, except for the um, the religious aspect to it, which is you know obviously hard to avoid in uh, island national schools. I guess my my point being is that I'd be in favour of, of Jen and, and your previous callers in that. You know, religion, I think it should be pretty much removed from schools, um, the patronage system. I, I just, you know, I, I come from Australia and I, you know, I, I still struggle. I understand the history of it, but, you know, it just, it's just not relevant in these days. But I guess where I'd, I'd struggle is, is the blame of, of the parents like me um, that I gave my children, you know, we talk about religion and I talk, you know, I sort of almost gave them the option. I said, well, look, you know, I'll, I'll leave it to you. I, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm fine to take a stand when it impacts myself, but I'm not necessarily sure I would want to isolate my children. If, you know, a, a class of 30, 29 children are doing a, you know, a communion, if I was to stand up uh, and then my, you know, it's my child who I'm isolating, you know, I, yeah, I'd, I'd struggle with that aspect. And, you know, um, I'm not saying it's, a, you know, maybe I should be braver, but uh, I just think that, um you know, it is a government responsibility rather than an individual parent. Okay. Uh, Can I ask, Tim, because you talked about um, coming from Australia and, and, and your kids are obviously in school yeah. here in, in Ireland. Um, yeah. Did they make their Holy Communion, if you don't mind me asking? Did they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did, um, yeah. yeah all, all, all three have gone. And, and again, it's just as it came up. Yeah, you know, we, we sort of had the discussion and I say, well, you know, you know, these, we, these, these are my, you know, lack of uh, uh, beliefs in, uh, you know, in a, in a deity and, uh, you know, this is what I believe in. These are you know, the moral structures that I, you know, that I, you know, we have in place and, you know, uh, but, you know, 
you know, I'll, I'll sort of leave it to you. Now, you know, my wife, uh, she's, you know, she's, I guess, a, a Catholic. Uh, so, you know, there is that, you know, that element to it as well. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to sort of have that, you know, I'm, I'm just not sure we should be, you know, that we're, we're right in saying, you know, um, you know, it, it's an individual parents, you know, I think that, that that's not going to solve the problem. You know, it's it's got to be led by government to take responsibility on this Well, in, in, in um, your case, Tim, like as you said, there wasn't the choice in the area that you're in. You didn't have a choice uh, in terms of schools. Well, I mean, no, no, I mean, no we, there probably was an, an element of choice. But yeah, we, we applied, uh, you know, I applied to the Educate Together at the time my child, first child was born and uh, they were on a waiting list. Now, we could have probably mm. pushed harder and harder, but I, I like the idea of local schooling, you know, a local mm. community walk to your school. It's all about uh, making friends with people that you live beside absolutely. as well. And I suppose there's other considerations and, and factors that, that come into it too. Patrick is joining us as well, Tim. Um, Patrick, what point did you want to make on this? Oh, yeah, I was just listening there, uh, driving with back, uh, pulled over just to listen to the show. Um, I mean, in my background, I come from a large family, five boys, one girl, um, did the stint as the altar boy and you know, came up through the system like that. Um, and through the patterns of baptism, communions, uh, confirmations, weddings, and the whole the whole system, if you like, of mm. religion that brings. But I remember we were, uh, my kids were born abroad. I'm the only Irish-born person in my family, um, including my own kids. Were, both my kids are born abroad and currently live abroad. But the point was that when they came back to Ireland, when I moved back from living in, in the States, California, the exemption not to study Irish was was presented to as parents and to my son. And the point I'm making is sometimes we give exemptions up from something that's central to the, our national identity. Our national identity is about language, it's about music, it's about culture, and so on. It's not necessarily defined by religion. When I look, look towards my sons, born in Belgium, born in California, my, uh, my daughter-in-law born in Sweden, my, uh, my granddaughter, sorry, is born, she's two and a half, she, she's born in Sweden, and my son is born in, living in New York and is about to marry a New York teacher. There's no question that I would attach religion to any of, those, any of my kids or my extended family and mm. future generations, anywhere that would, would connect to religion, because it, it would label them in ways that is not fair. I've never addressed or discussed with uh, my extended family what their fundamental religious beliefs are. In, in, in fact, it's none of my business. Because it, may, it always makes it a point that it's part of my selection criteria for my kids. It's nothing to do with that. So, so you know, we give up. We give up the Irish language, which I'm passionate about, and I'm trying to learn it again. I used to speak it quite fluently till I was 16, and I emigrated. You know, to see how easily a primary school would give up a language, but yet never concede that you couldn't be Catholic coming into the system. Okay. So when you say give it up, sorry, you mean that because when when you moved back to Ireland um, mm. with your eldest that he was obviously yes. later joining school, that he was exempt that's right. from studying yeah, Irish. That's right. There was some process. I wasn't aware of it because I want, I, to a certain extent, I, I would like to have my kids... Uh, mm. But uh, he was know, offered an exemption, effectively. He, yeah, he, I was. It was very straightforward. There was a, a form, I think, that had to be filled, which meant that he sat in the classroom, I think. <laughs> he's 37 now, so yeah. he's, um, he sat in the classroom and... Uh, he either studied something else. He went on to do really, really well academically. He's a PhD <laughs> a doctor. But um, maybe the extra time studying something else was more beneficial to mm. him. But um, I mean, I don't, I, I, you know, the Altabai thing is, is just what a lot of us did. But, you know, I don't remember any content or learning from the religious classes. Nothing. Do you, 
It's a blank, complete blank. Okay. Do you, Lou, what's your experience? You've been listening to Patrick there. Hi, good morning. Yes, um, I was listening to Patrick and I actually agree quite a bit with what Tim had said there Mm. about um, your children kind of not being discriminated against but being at a disadvantage um, in schools like that if they're not taking part in the religious education. So I currently have a three-month-old baby and we won't be christening him as we're not practising Catholics. and there's a school literally, I'd say, 200 metres down the road from us. You can see it from the house, but it's a Catholic school. And it looks like if he's not christened, he won't get into the school based on the amount of places that there are. Um, I was I was looking at the literature for, for the school there a couple of weeks ago, and it said the priority is given to Catholic children in line with the school's ethos. Mm. Um, so I don't think you kind of feel if you baptize your child you're doing them almost a favor for getting them into the schools that are close to you but also you're doing them a disservice in that you're deciding something for them that they might not necessarily want down the line um, i was um you know baptized and and grew up catholic um and then when i was older obviously you know I kind of decided that that wasn't really for me and i wrote to the um the diocese that i was christened in and i was told you're actually not able to kind of unbecome a catholic um so it, it's not just a choice to kind of impacts their um, their education and it's something that you do now but it might have an impact on them further down the line and if he wants to when he's older if he wants to you know to be Catholic and that that's fine but I just don't think it's it's not for me anyway to decide okay. for him now what you know and I, I just think that it's unfair then that that's going to impact him not only if he is in the school you know that's another another thing if he gets into the school it's going to be time where he is kind of sitting there you know colouring in or something while while they're um, they're learning about Catholicism but there's also then the the other aspect that he mightn't even get into the school if he's not baptised and then that's going to be kind of a drive What's the option, yeah? Where's the next? um, I was looking there kind of we're in Dublin 24 and it looks like, you know it'll be kind of a 10, 15 minute drive to an Educate Together school um, and that's kind of, it seems almost unfair then on him to to do that then. It's kind of depriving him of walking to school with his friends sort of thing, you know, when he's a bit older. Um, now, and it's funny, Lou, you know, I, I know there's mm-hmm. the people who'd be listening to you today and they'll think 10 to 15 minutes in other parts yeah. of the country, nowhere near probably even as close as that, you know. Yes, yeah. And, and, that, and that's, I know that that doesn't sound like very far, but in Dublin traffic, you know, at half ah, nine no, in the, I take your point. You know, yeah, I, 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 I know the point you're making. Yeah, I just, I'm yeah. just thinking of people down the in other parts of the country. Um, yeah, where the number of even educate together or non-religious denominated schools would be a lot, a lot fewer. Andrew is with us as well. Andrew, why did you get in touch about this? How you doing, Andrew? Um, yeah, no, I um, uh, so slightly different to, to some of the people here that like I am a Catholic and we were like I went through system as a, as a child and, and I actually quite enjoyed it and got married and everything I uh, got my kids baptised but now uh, my eldest is due to make his confirmation now soon but we don't really practice as much anymore kind of falling out I suppose but uh, when I asked him about um, uh, about religion and, and what he's interested in uh, all he could talk about was like that celebration getting the money um, he couldn't even name the apostles you know he, he didn't really know anything yeah it's about all about religion. the big day so, like we we kind of had a bit of a discussion about it, and in the end, we decided that he's not going to make his confirmation because he's we're 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 not practicing. It didn't feel right because like when I made mine, I remember it was a big deal. You know, um, I was kind of awestruck by everything as we were going through it, and he just sees it as another event, like a party, to make some money and have a bit of crack with his mates. Like that's not what it's all about. So I don't think it's right that he he makes it now. Like he might change his mind later on when he's older and learn about it himself properly, but it doesn't seem to be really taught in school at all. 
And he knows very, very little about his religion. Some of the other, similar to you, actually, on that, there's quite a number of people, Andrew, getting in, in touch about, you know, I don't want to say kind of going along with what happens, but, but that is, that's what seems to be the view of a lot of our listeners today, that, you know, you kind of go through the motions, I suppose, and all elements of making the Holy Communion. Another listener talking about um, confirmation. We, we only spoke about confession, actually, in the show here about two or three weeks ago as well. Uh, this listener says, listening to your, your talk about First Communion, isn't it the same for people who roll up to the church for the big wedding day? All the frills never see the inside of a church again. I've been to a couple of these weddings. I actually find it quite embarrassing. They haven't a clue of what they should be doing or even how to behave in the church. They don't know when to stand, kneel. Um, they don't know when to stand or kneel, says another listener. Often happens during weddings too and big days. People don't know what to do when they never go. This texter says, never um, has a value-based education system been more important to our children and society than today because there's a, such a crisis in bad behaviour in society. We only want a Catholic education for the children to help sharpen their moral compass and to ensure they grow up having a role, respect, compassion for everybody. I also think so many skills are learned in the preparation for the sacraments, order, public speaking, singing, social skills, etc., they're an enormous day for the children, such an important family day as well. We've had so many funerals in the family. So these happier occasions um, were super special days to the family, says this listener. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.